Yo, what's good, world? It's that Zach Talk Radio. I'm coming to you from a place of confusion. And that confusion stems from just not really knowing what this world is about. You know, we I know that this world is a theater and we're just, you know, participants. We're actors and actresses, you know, joining in to play a role but what do they want you to do what do they want us to do you know um like what's the what's the purpose i say that you know and i start this conversation like this because you know you watch people work hard and do things quote unquote the right way and um you know they build themselves up and a brand to to make sure that, you know, they could provide for themselves and their families, you know, and for generations to come. And, um, you know, I was very happy to see Kevin Hart, you know, um, get the opportunity to host the Oscars. But then as soon as I seen it, and it was no shade and no hate to Kev because he's a fellow cancer. You know what I'm saying? So us crabs, we 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 in the bucket with e- with each other. You know what I'm saying? We 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 ride together. That water sign is very strong. And I'm like, you know, um, man, you know, he's hosting the Oscars. You know, that's good. But I always think like with shows that they really don't want us black people, you know, participating in the Oscars, the Grammys, they don't. I ain't going to say they don't want us to participate, but it's not really for us, you know, and it's one of the highest um, honors in movies or the Grammys is one of the highest honors in music, but it wasn't for us. It wasn't meant for us. And they always, you know, kind of let us know that. And while Kevin was, you know, just celebrating as quick as he could celebrate, you know, they take it away. You know, one of the the, the number one comedians in the country, probably in the world right now, you know, selling out shows all over the world, you know, major movies. He has his own network. He has his own team. And, you know, they always find some way to short you. They always find some way to, you know, show you that you're less than 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 what you are. You know, and Kevin... You know, I'm I'm not I know he's not short of opportunities and money and and stuff like that, but you know, I know that was a big big goal for him and it may have been a big opportunity for him and you know, for it to get snatched away because of, you know, things that were said on social media years ago. That sucks. That really sucks. It, it I mean, you know, and I understand it, you know, their company you know, they're a brand and a, the Academy Awards or whatever. And so, you know, most likely if he was to continue to be the host, people will bring it up and people say, oh, he said this and he said that. And now they want him to apologize. And I'm so fucking glad that he did not apologize for that shit. Like, we got to stand as men. You know, women got to stand as women. You know, your word is your bond. As, you know, New Yorkers would say, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my New York family and friends out there. You know what I'm saying? Hustle hard.
getting it in that weather, grinding, you know, every day, you know, um, but your word is your bond. And, you know, as he was saying in his video that he updated today, you know, he's grown, you know, and we, we grow every day. If God gives us a new day, then we'll try to do things a new way. And that's what I see. I seen them grow from soul playing. You know what I'm saying? I see him grow from the small, low-budget movies, the comic views, the different things, to being a comedic rock star. And for him, you know, for him to get put down like that, you know, that, you know, being in major movies, you know, this dude is, you know, he sells himself. You know, if you got Kevin Hart, you got a hundred thousand plus fans. You got a, you got millions of viewers. Yeah, millions of fans. And so, you know, it shows that even someone as big as Kevin Hart is, you know, they still trying to knock you down. They still trying to hate on you. They still, you know, despite your counterparts, you know, who may do even worse things, but has, you know, been accepted. It's like we just, you know, black people, they say we got to, we got to work as 10 times as hard for that job. You know, we got to go in the interview looking 10 times sharper, you know, and, and got to have all the bells and whistles. And some other races, they don't have to work as hard. Their trust level is, you know, a little bit higher versus us. Why is that? Why don't we get accepted as, you know, equals in this world? You know, my lady, she's not here right now. She's going to work, so my, I'm flying solo tonight. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, she asked me, you know, babe, what do you think about, you know, what Kanye said about, you know, um, slavery was a choice? And I have to tell her, like, you know, I kind of felt him on that. And people think Kanye crazy. You know, people will say, oh, he's crazy, he's this, he's that. Some of his comments are misguided. Some of his comments I don't agree with, but I think he's on to something. I think that, you know, just like there's people in place, you know, in our race, in the black race, and I'm just speaking of my own race, but there's people in the black race who, you know, still have that house slave mentality. Oh, I ain't going you know, to do what boss say because I need my money. I need my check. You know, I'm not going to speak up, you know, on things. I'm not going to talk about the gay people. I'm not going to talk about, you know, things that, you know, are politically accepted right now, but it wasn't 20 years ago. You know, I'm not going to talk about those things because I want my job. I want my deals. I want my endorsements. But what's for you is going to come to you naturally. What's for you is going to come to you organically if you just continue to be yourself. And it don't have to come in the monetary form. It could come in love. It could come in peace. It could come where, you know, the community accepts you. The community loves you. You know, the kids want to be like you. And you're a role model because of you being your own self. That's who I see Kevin Hart being. Yeah, he cheated on his, you know, on his wife. Yeah, he's second married, you know, married again. But he's a man. He's a human being, most of all. And human beings, we make mistakes. 
We look at things that we shouldn't be looking at. We talk about things we shouldn't be talking about. You know, we we do things that, you know, may not be accepted in everybody's world. But we got to stay in our own lane. We got to continue to fight our own good fight. Because there's people out here, no matter how many degrees you have, no matter how much success you obtain, you still will be looked down upon by the so-called quote-unquote elites. You know, I just, I don't understand it. But back to that, that Kanye West thing, it was just like, you know, you got house slaves and you got, you know, field slaves. And, you know, there were Nat Turners. You know, there were Harriet Tubman's. There were the unspoken people and the unsung heroes who tried to free the slaves, who fought back, who wanted to wage war and break loose from the tyranny and the heartache and pain and the suffering that they had to go through in slavery. But you know, on the other side of those people who fought was the other black people who fought against that, who wanted to protect, you know, ooh, I'm I'm eating turkey. You know, I'm eating good quality fresh bread. I'm eating this. I ain't got to eat the pig guts. I ain't got to eat the leftovers. I ain't got to eat what they eat out there. I'm too good. I'm with master. I'm sitting at the master's table. You know, it's Django all over. You know, oh, boss, where we going today? Oh, boss, let me. Oh, you sick, boss? Well, we sick. You know, and those are the people that told. Those were the people that gave up the late night talks. They were sitting in the midst of the late night talks, but they gave it up. Soon as the soon as the talks was dismissed, oh master, they planning to leave. Oh master, they got guns, they got weapons, they got this. You know, and it, it, it's the same till this day. And so what Nat Turner and Harriet Tubman and those people probably had to do was develop the no snitch code. Until this day, that's why a lot of black communities don't tell, even when they should, even when they've lost a loved one, even when they know that the crime doesn't, you know, um, fit their community, it's because, and it may not make sense, but it's, it's, it's like a generational thing, you know, as black people, we've been lied to, and I don't speak about this a lot because, you know, um, you know, I was raised in the church. You know, my grandmother did, a, I think, a great job of raising me. But one thing I always, I never understood was, you know, we go to church every day. Some people go Monday, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and we pour in a lot of energy, a lot of resources, a lot of time. And what are we, what are we getting in return? False hope? False faith? You know, and I and I beg to to differ. I beg to, to uh, you know, I, I maybe that's not the right thing to say. I beg to differ, <laughs> but I want you know I want to be challenged on that. What do you think? Because you know, if we were slaves, and this Bible, you know, it didn't come with us. You know, that wasn't our original book from Africa, so. How can we believe in something that was given to us, that was man-made? You know, thou shalt not 
steal. You know, thou shalt turn the other cheek when somebody slap you. No. Mm-mm. No, no. You got to fight back. Because that's what this world wants you to do. That's what the elites want you to do. They want you to capitulate. They want you to kneel down. They want you to bow down and worship the money. Yeah, we go to work and we trade dollars for hours every day. But they want you to worship. Oh, look at look at the, the superstars. Look at that look at the the famous people. They got money. They they take vacations. They they can afford so many great things. You should be like them. Oh, let's go buy that go buy that 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 water. Go buy those shoes. Go buy those jeans. Go buy those belts. Yeah, go spend all that money. Let's go on a holiday spree. You know, and they get caught up in it until they do you wrong. Until they snatch what you've earned. And then what? What are you left with? You know, it's embarrassing. It was it was so I could feel for Kevin because you know, one day you celebrating a, a huge victory in your life just for it to be snatched away within hours because he didn't want to apologize? Fuck him. Fuck him. Why apologize? We should have our own we should have our own black awards. And we probably do. And I hope that it would mean more to Kevin if he go to those black awards than to those Academy Awards. Who's the Academy? And why do we have them? If we're not accepted into the Academy. We're critiqued by the Academy, but we're not accepted. So why do they word matters? It don't. Their word does not matter. Our words are more powerful. Our people mean more to me than other people. Yes, my people come first. As ignorant as some are, as dangerous and as, you know, you know, just violent as we can be, we can be loving, we can be caring. We're definitely educated. We're definitely motivated to be better. But that don't stop me from giving up on my people. That don't stop me from shaking my young brother's hands. That don't stop me from teaching these young brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah, you got an attitude? Okay. You're young. You're a young bull. You're full of testosterone and energy. And that's what happens. You speak early when you're a young bull. Because you feel like nobody understands you. Nobody accepts you. Kanye is a young bull. Yeah, he in his 30s, but he's still young. Yeah, Kevin a young bull. He in his 30s, he's still young. And when he said those comments, he was younger. And he was right. I don't even know what the comments were. And he was right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This that Zach Talk Radio. And I hope that, you know, whoever listens to this, you know, listen to it in a space where, you know, if you're facing with adversity, if you're faced with people telling you you can't do it, no, that's not going to happen. School too much is too long. Go do it. Go prove them wrong. 
Go let them know, no matter the awards, no matter certificates, the accomplishments, I'm doing this for me and my culture. Just for the culture. If you don't do it for nobody else, do it for the generation that's going to come behind you. I record these things because as the in the, in the first episode I said, I want to go back 100 episodes from now and listen to these things and have, you know, um, great, fulfilling conversation. And I want to be able to talk about it again. I'm not apologizing for nothing that I say right now. Because it means a lot to me. It means more to me that people get the real and unfiltered person. That's what this podcast is about. That's what Zach Talk is about. I've always, you know, tried to be free with my words. But be careful. I don't want to offend nobody. I love gay people. I love white people. I love Indian. I love Mexican. I love Puerto Rican. I love all people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, you know, mixed in with, with the with the crowds of negative negativity. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be, um, you know, scrutinized for saying something that I believe in. But if, if that is, so be it. You know, do I think gay people have advanced more than black people in terms of rights and and things in this country? Yes. Do I think other cultures and other races have gotten over and, you know, climbed over the back of black people and they, and got their rights before us and got, you know, services and all that stuff before us? Yes. It's a whole Chinatown. Chinatown is better than the hoods. You know, Chicago is so segregated. And you go in everybody's neighborhood, you got their culture. You see their culture. You see the food. You see the stores. You see the clothing stores. You see the music stores. It's their culture. You come to our hood, you see the Chinese cleaners. You see the Latino people working in the soul food restaurants. You see the church's chickens, the McDonald's, the Burger Kings, the this, the that's. Ain't none of that us. We're not the CEOs of those companies. And it hurts. And that's why, you know, just speaking from my mind today, you know, I understand what Kanye said, you know, you know, slavery was a choice. I understand it. Do I agree? Mm. Still reserving judgment. <laughs> I'll say that. But it's one of those things where, you know, we can't just stone a person. We can't just crucify a person for their thoughts. Everybody got thoughts. People talking about Cardi being offset breakup. Who gives a shit? Really, who gives a shit? That's their life. I don't give a shit. I just mentioned it because... That's the hot topic. But that's their life. And I'm not going to interfere in their life. They'll be back together. Just like most couples that cheat or that fight or that go through 
madness and everything, day-to-day relationship issues, they'll be back together. We've seen it. You stopping them from arguing. You trying to get in between their fights. Then they back together smiling in your face two days later. It wasn't worth jumping into somebody's private, intimate moments just for likes. Just to throw your two cents in. Your two cents don't matter. It really don't. My two cents don't matter. You can listen to this this Zach Talk Radio and be like, man, this dude's just talking. He's just rambling. But I mean it. My words don't matter. But I want you to understand that it matters to me. It may not matter to y'all. But I want y'all to listen anyway. <laughs> I appreciate y'all listening to you, to, to me rab, ramble and rattle. I love you for listening to this Zach Talk Radio. But I want to encourage you all to use your voice. Use your platform. Because that's all we got. You know, we, we, we could talk ourselves into things as well as we could talk ourselves out of it. You know, but the opportunities that we get are because we are who we are. We're genuine people. You know, unless you cheated your way to the top, you got there organically. You are authentic when you went in that interview. You were authentic when you came up with that business plan. You were authentic when you came up and and did those 10-page, 20-page papers to get that degree. You were authentic. You were yourself. Don't let nobody change you. Don't let the money change you. Don't let the position. Don't let the title change you. Because as, soon, as quick as they could give it to you, the quickest they could take it away. And then what? Oh, yeah, I told everybody on Facebook I got a job. I told everybody on Facebook I got a raise. And then what? It could be taken away. Facebook could be taken away. Your life could be taken away. So we got to live it. We got to express ourselves every day as we know how. Because tomorrow isn't promised. But we can't leave our hope in another man's hands. We cannot leave our hope in another man's hands. If we do that, then how can we inspire ourselves and motivate ourselves every day? Where's your hope coming from? Where's your love coming from? Where's your inspiration coming from? If we live in it through other people's lives, if we live in it through social media, oh, I hope Cardi and Offset get back together. Oh, I hope this happens for me. Oh, I hope I get a get a chance to win the lottery. I see people every day pouring 20, 30, 50, hundreds, thousands. Y'all see them? Y'all go play the lottery for y'all parents or have played the lottery for your parents. Playing the lottery is like going to church. You don't know if you're going to get that million dollars or you don't know if you're going to get that miracle. But you're going to keep investing. But what are we getting out of it? 
Why not invest in yourself? We go to church for inspiration. We go to church to, to hear the good word. But the good word is already in us. The good word is the motivational words that you tell yourself every day when you got to pull yourself up out the bed and, you know, put them socks and shoes on and brush your teeth and get ready for work. That dead-end job. Or a job that you may like to do, but you're tired. And you just want to just... Oh, I just need this vacation. Ooh, I need this Christmas money. Ooh, I need this Easter money. Ooh, I need this Kano money. That's the inspiration right there. It's not that you want to go hustle for a car or a vacation, but it's only it's the things that matter to you that makes you happy. And so you motivate yourself to get up. Don't be fooled. Social media can't motivate you. Yeah, you see some memes and you see some quotes out there. They be like, ah, oh, that touched me right there in the heart. I can go on knowing that I read that quote. But that quote was repeated, stomped on, shaved down, stepped on like a, a pack of drugs coming from Colombia. It's already happened. Many people have said it. Many people have done it. So what's authentic is what's inside us. What's authentic is what makes those basketball players play harder. Coming from the hoods and the slums just to make it out. Just to possibly just make it to college. That's what's authentic. Authentic was President Obama you know, going from senator to president. He didn't want to stop as senator. He wanted more for himself. He wanted hope for the country. He wanted hope for the culture. So we can't stop. There's many people. Nelson Mandela stayed in jail for years. For years. Dealt with all type of difficult moments and situations. He was motivated and inspired by what was in himself. He was authentic. Malcolm X, he was authentic. The words he spoke, the things that he felt, the trying times and the the decisions to go against what he originally felt and originally believed, that was the authentic him. Nobody else wants to do that. Nobody else wants to challenge the status quo. Nobody else wants to believe in themselves. I ain't going to say nobody else because everybody that's listening to the Zach Talk Radio believe in themselves. I know you believe in yourself because you're listening to somebody that believes in you. But I can't believe in you if I can't believe in myself first. If I didn't believe in myself, how could I, you know, be bold enough and brave enough to, to speak and release these words and these things to the masses for everybody to hear. I could blow up in 10 years like Kevin Hart. And then they'll go back and, oh, oh, well, on Zach Talk Radio, on your podcast on Anchor and Spotify and, and other streaming uh, websites, we heard that you said this about, you know, gay people. We heard that you said this about white people. We heard that, you know, 
Yes, I said it. I'm not apologizing. We 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 shouldn't have to apologize. Did they apologize to the American people that lost their homes in foreclosure? Did they apologize did they apologize to the American people that lost their jobs in 2009, 2010 when the markets crashed, when the when people were losing their houses left and right, their cars, their savings? Did they apologize to you? Did you get a letter from America saying, hey, you know, we sorry for, for foreclosing on your home? My grandmother worked 32 years as a U.S. postal worker. And she cleaned homes for white people. And she went to church on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Cooked on Saturday just to prepare for Sunday. And she was on the, the, the LSE president of LSE board and she was the vice president of the nurses union or the nurses you know congregation or whatever you know she held so many jobs but the main one and I go back to with the post office served 31 years public service yeah it was a job and you would think somebody that held a government job for 31, 32 years, we'll have a house paid off. No. No, no, you know, no empathy, no sympathy. You know, we were dragged through the mud as Americans. And as black Americans, we was drugged through thicker mud. Because if you had a house, you probably lost it. Even if your your grandparents and your great grandparents paid for it, the taxes was too high, and you lost it during, through property tax. It's like we can't get ahead because it's always something pulling us back. Kevin Hart couldn't get ahead because it was somebody or a group of people or something that said, "Hey." Let's check his tweets. Let's make sure he's always, he's all the way 100. Because I know they didn't check his tweets before they offered him the opportunity to host the Oscars. But then when they host, when they offered it to him, they went digging. Or well, somebody went digging. But he was just being authentic. He was just being himself. He was just expressing how he felt. That man got a wife and kids. And we have to be men and show our young kids and, you know, generations coming up under us that you got to be a man and a woman of your word and stand on it. Don't let nobody take your word from you. Stay authentic, y'all. Just that Zach Talk Radio. I just want to, you know, come through tonight, you know, on the special edition side. I'm sorry for the stuttering and the the errors and the, you know, the different things, but that really just, you know, made me just jump on and just kind of express my words. But just to encourage y'all, to encourage all my listeners, to everybody that's listening on these airwaves, be yourself. Don't let nobody ever change you. Don't ever, don't ever let no one tell you that you're not good enough. You're in a relationship with a man 
that's not, you know, holding his weight, fuck him. Get a new one. Not literally, you know what I'm saying, but, you know, get a new one. You don't have to wait. You are great by yourself. Let people come up to your standards. Let people arise to the occasion and meet you. Don't meet them. Why do we stoop? Why do we go low? When we're so high above it. So this, you know, I really, I really appreciate life. Sometimes it feels like I'm reincarnated. We have deja vu moments in life. And it's because, in my opinion, you know, it's because we've been here before. We've seen it all before. We've done it all before. You know, maybe not on this level of technology, maybe not on this scale of technology or, you know, literacy or education. But we've done it before. We could do it again. There's so many great creative beings out here, so many inventors, so many singers, so many uh, educators, so many people that can affect this world in a great way. We could do that. We are that. But we got to remember that one small but large piece of life. And that's remembering to be yourself. Be authentic. All right? Be authentic. I feel like I'm coaching or preaching. I don't want to do neither one unless I'm coaching football. But I want people to be authentic. I want to see people be themselves. You know, you go around the boss. You go around certain people and you change your voice. You change your manners. But if you let them see who they are, who you really are, then they could know I could trust that person. They're authentic. They're not putting on the facade. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not waiting on, you know, they're not waiting on me to, to drop a bone so you could pick it up. No, they're going to get their own bones with meat on it. I don't need no bones. I need the meat. I need the nutrition. I need the protein. You know, I, I'm not coming. I don't want to eat from behind nobody else. Yeah, I may be broke now, but I earn mine. And I'm not even broke. <laughs> you know, we got to be, we got to be owners. We got to call the shots. We got to take matters into our own hands. And that only happens when you have organic and original thoughts when you can be yourself I'll tell you this story and then I'm gonna leave y'all alone you know what I'm saying this is that Zach Talk Radio you know what I mean coming to you on the Thursday night edition but um you know a couple years back I challenged myself and I said man you know you're a good good dude you drive trucks you're taking care of your daughter you know let's take things to another level Let's see what you can do. And I put in an application. 
you know, um, to, to be a driving instructor, a, a commercial driving instructor. And, um, you know, I got the job. It was a, it was a, a, a grueling process. It took me three interviews. They said no after the second interview. And, you know, I was very, I was down about it. And then a week later, I got called back. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and um, to my surprise, they hired me. I didn't think I had enough experience to teach someone how to drive a truck. I didn't think I had the the acumen. I didn't think I had the education to go in and teach someone how to do it. And more so in a professional atmosphere as a college. But I did. And I'm, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful for it. And in that process of starting something new when you're a rookie or you're entry level or you're, you know, you're the new person on the group, you know, you're going to get tested. You're going to get, you know, challenged by your your counterparts. And so, you know, that's what happened. You know, they was like, you know, man, you know, a couple of my coworkers came to me, you know, um, over the via the phone. You know, I never forget it was a three way conversation. And I didn't know it was a a three-way conversation. <laughs> it wasn't one that I was uh, privy to to be uh, invited to. You know, it was just like, oh, let's call him and put him in check. And they told me, it was like, man, you know, we feel like it's time for you to, you know, get your own students and, and work with your own students. And, you know, one person, he was talking and he was being politically correct and, you know, not trying to, you know, um, be disrespectful or, you know, be disheartening. But the other guy shot it straight. He was like, look, Harvey, I'm just going to let you know like this, you know, you know, it's time to take the, the, you know, it's time for you to fly. It's time for you to get your own thing. You know, you know, you can't, you can't piggyback off us no more. And I told him, I said, okay, take the chains off, take the leash off. Let me fly by myself. I don't need nobody to help me to do what I know how to do already. I appreciate the help. I appreciate the mentorship. But don't be fake and don't be phony in my face and then talk behind my back. At least that's how I felt at that time. That's how I felt when somebody called you on the three-way and you don't know. You talking, you thinking it's just one conversation, you and somebody else, and then somebody else pop in. You know, but I took it like a man. I'm like, okay, I hear both of y'all words. Now, watch me do me. And what I do, I went into the next staff meeting, and when it was my turn to speak, I said, Dean, I have something to say. Like Ice Cube, hey, I got something to say. And I told her, I said, you know, Dean, I think... uh you know, I had to have a conversation with my coworkers, my fellow constituents. You know, I think it's time to take the leash off. I think it's time to, you know, I know I'm new, you know, a couple months in, but it's time to, you know, give me my own students. Let me do me. Let me teach the way I teach. And that was being me. I didn't care about what nobody else thought about me in that room. And I still don't care about what nobody else think about me in that room. I'm going to say 
what I need to say. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to rise to the occasion if need be. And she let she let me go. And ever since then, I've been working hard to put people into a position where they could feed themselves and their families. And I've done that. And I'm proud of the work that I've done. But there's more work to do. Yes, I can get better. Yes, I could be a better instructor. Yes, I could be a better person. Yes, I could pour more energy into my job and and make sure that these students come out quality drivers, safe drivers on the road. Yes, I can do that. But I had to take the I had to tell them take the leash off. Take that shit off. I don't need that. Don't worry about it. I got this. And that's where it matters. Don't let nobody hold you down. Don't let nobody hold you down. Stay authentic. This is Zach Talk Radio. Holla. Zach Talk Radio, we back. We back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have this opportunity to speak. And um, just to use my platform again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Um, I want the views to keep going up. I want the, the listens or the plays to keep going up. And so I got to keep giving you content, right? And so, um, you know, I do, you know, appreciate everybody listening and, you know, sharing it and telling their family and friends about it because that's how it's going to, that's how knowledge expands. You know, that's how we get better by learning more about what we don't know. And, um, you know, that's what happened for me tonight, tonight, y'all. I had a, uh, an experience of, you know, just watching the film, I had an experience of, wonder and you know still have that feeling of wonder you know with a little facts to go with it and um I was I just got in um I was at my sister house and we were watching the Sandra Bland story and it was riveting it was it was powerful it was something that you know, I can't really put my mind around, you know, ever since seeing the story on the news like we all did and, and watching the reports and and watching everything that unfolded on that day, um, it always was a question in my mind about what happened, right? And, you know, watching this watching this documentary helped to understand, helped me to understand who Sandra Bland was. And she was a a strong, um, educated black woman, independent. Um, she was a gorgeous woman um, in her beauty, but she was gorgeous in her mind. She she had a setup in her mind. She had a thought in her mind about who she wanted to be, you know. And a lot of us, we go to college to seek out who we're going to be. We go into the army or to the armed forces to to kind of fill out who we are as a person. And sometimes you don't get that result just because you graduate. You know, sometimes you don't you don't work in a field that you study. You know, you may get a bachelor's in English, but you know, go be a car salesman, you know what I mean, and be the best one, I guess. But you know, she her story is powerful. Her motivation was powerful. Her 
her thoughts about life and what she wanted to leave the generations to come. I think it was very inspiring and powerful. Um, you know, I don't want to go too much into the documentary because I would love for everybody that's listening to this to to go out and see it. You know, go on HBO or Hulu or Netflix or wherever this documentary is available, and I want you to form your own opinion um, for it. And I just think that, you know, I'm one that I love documentaries because I love details as to what happened, you know. And and this documentary is missing a lot. It's missing things that, you know, the family still want to know this day. But I just can't think, I just can't think that things happen by mistake. And I, I say that because when you watch this documentary, you look at the fact that, you know, two states, um, I'm talking about Illinois and Texas, you know, um, you have to go across state lines to get this information. Of course, the the incident, the, the situation happened in Texas, in Walter County Jail in Texas, um, but she was from Chicago. And a lot of her life was built here and then later, she went and got her education um, at uh, College Prairie Grove, I believe it was, in Texas. It's a lot of information that bothers me, not just with her case, but with many cases in this country. And it's the fact that when you want justice because things were done wrong, there's always a cover-up. There's always something missing. There's always something being tampered with. It's like, why we just can't get the evidence as it stands? You know, um, it's, it's crazy how we, we as people, we pay taxes, you know, to these states and these systems. We don't pay it to the state. We pay it to the system that's in place. And this system is supposed to protect us, it's supposed to provide us with the decency of of a life, I guess, in terms of being a citizen in the United States, to the point where we pay our taxes, you know, we do, we got to do, we go to work, they draw Social Security, they draw federal taxes, state tax, local tax, whatever tax they can get from you, they'll draw it. But when we need to use these systems, you know, it's like it's like it's flawed, or we're scared to use them because of the labels that may be put on us. Oh, if if you know people, I hear a lot of people saying, "I don't want to get food stamps." You know, these are working people. These are people who, you know, put in a lot of money and time and hours to to work these jobs, but they're somehow. Um, they're somehow, you know, nervous about using the system or they're embarrassed about using the system of unemployment benefits or food stamps, you know what I mean? Things like that because you're seen as lazy or you're seen as, oh, you you know, you can't get a job because you're lazy or you, you need food stamps because you're poor or, or you need Medicaid because you're poor and it's like, Damn, didn't my didn't my social security taxes pay for this? You know, this don't my taxes, 
you know, pay for these things if there's a chance where I, I may end up in a, in a bind, you know, and, you know, we pay for the courts and we pay for the police and the firefighters. And a lot of time justice isn't served. Only time I've I've never seen one thing I've never seen is a racist firefighter. I've never seen a firefighter um, go past the house and say, "Oh no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna hose down this house. We're not gonna save this house. We're not gonna go in to save those people. Those are black people. Those are Latino people. Those are Indian. Those are Chinese people. We're not gonna go and save them. No, it's always been the opposite. You know, I I don't really see racism." Um, um, doctors or people like that they save people you know they you know that's where I feel like my tax dollars are put into good use um, but in other instances and sometimes the police or the courts you know sometimes our learning institutions um, the, the city as far as the garbage and the water and different things like that it hasn't been serving the people as well as other organizations, as other institutions that we pay taxes to. And, you know, I could just see the disappointment in the people's face in Texas that pay into those systems. That pay into, you know, Walter County, you know, system. And to be, you know, to, to be, you know, without justice, in America is is crazy, you know. I seen a, a post today um, that was very disturbing. It was a young white male, um, twenty three, and he was charged with rape. Okay, he was a fraternity president, um, president of fraternity, fraternity, um, and he was charged with rape, and the defendant said that she had, you know, drunk some punch um, that he gave her and he ended up slipping a pill into her and they said he raped her repeatedly. And his court, his his punishment was, was that he served three years probation, um, a $400 fine, and he had to seek counseling. Now... What's strange and what's bothersome to me about that situation is that um, he didn't have to register as a sex offender um, and that, you know, he got off. There's nowhere in this country where you can rape a person repeatedly and get off. And it, but it begs me to ask, is that because of your race? Is that because of your status that you can get off with uh, raping a person repeatedly, you know, and, you know, the look of this young man's face um, is the look that we see all the time from mass murderers in this country. We see all the time from racist bigots and politicians in this country where it's the look of, huh, well, I did it. So what? What you going to do about it now? And, you know, I seen that face on that sheriff that arrested Sandra Bland. 
And this face repeatedly shows in my mind every time I see it. Um, it says, you know, um, I'm privileged. You know, I have a status that, you know, I won't get caught. And, you know, this system is a joke. And you you are a part of the joke. You know, me being minorities, us being minorities. And it, I'm just tired of it. It's, it's crazy. You know, this America is the only country because and this is because it's probably biased because I live here. You know, I'm from America, I guess. But, you know, we're the only country that allows a white man to get away with weight, get away, get away with rape. Say that five times. This is the only country that allows white men to get away with rape and white women to get away with um, claiming rape. And nothing is done. Now, is is something about that, right? It's something about you know anybody if if everybody if anybody ever seen Mississippi Burning, um, I think it was either Mississippi Burning or Rosewood, where the white woman claimed that the man, you know, um, raped her, and the black women the help was you know they couldn't speak up. And I believe that was Rosewood because the guy got hung in front of everybody. But the white man had beat his wife. You know, and we live in a day and age where that still happens. But why? Why isn't there justice for these people that yell and scream, oh, you hurt me, you did this, you did that. And then they get to plead you know, the, the the young guy who was the fraternity president who got away with rape, you know, he pled not, not guilty, you know, and he pled to the point where um, he pled that he wasn't guilty for the crime, but that he had no defense. However the plea was, it just don't sound right. It don't sound right, and he's probably going to be somebody's CEO of a company. He's probably going to be, you know, holding down an important political office. And, you know, we as minorities just have to sit back and look at it and like, I guess that's what this country is, is bred on. But this is what Sandra Bland was speaking about. Not knowing the laws that supposed to protect us. You know, these people getting away with mass murders and and getting away with, you know, these injustices. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I I always speak to you all from a point of my mind and my opinion. Um, It's my opinion solely. You know, if my facts is wrong, please, you know, point them out. Let me know because I want to make sure the facts is right. You know, I watched um, a video of Shannon Sharp. Um, he was a, a retired professional athlete. Um, he's now an a analyst uh, for Fox Sports. And he brought up a, there was a conversation about a young man, a young man right now, a football player who's suspended from the league because he got into an altercation with um, two young women, um, Kareem Hunt for the Kansas City, for, uh, you know, Kansas City, 
Chiefs. He's a running back, you know, 23 years old. He got in trouble, um, you know, for for pushing and for pushing a, a, a young lady um, out of his his hotel room. And it wasn't a, a domestic violence. It was it was assault. But what shocked me and what what was crazy about it was that the young lady they were having this conversation. It was Shannon Sharp. It was the media, the moderator, the young lady. I can't, I don't know her name. And then it was Skip Bayless. And the young lady, she was white. She was saying how, you know, the young, the, the running back Kareem Hunt should receive a lifetime ban um, for his actions. Um, as though this guy had killed her, killed the young woman or raped her or, you know, did something very, very malicious. Um, she felt like this young man deserved a lifetime ban. And Shannon Sharp, um, he defended that by saying, well, do doctors and lawyers and police officers and people like that, do they deserve lifetime bans? And should they lose their careers and pensions and stuff because of a, a mistake? And she couldn't answer it. She was so flustered. She was, oh, oh well, well, this is, he's a professional athlete. So what? So athletes can't make a mistake. Athletes, because they're seen as quote-unquote role models, a lot of them can't be role models. A lot of them probably don't want to be role models. They just want to live their life and do what they feel God has called them to do, which is play sports and get paid for it. And, you know, that video was very powerful and very eye-opening to me because it's still blatant. And, I, and you know, when I seen it, I showed my lady, and she was like, man, you got to speak on that. You know, I want to hear you speak on that situation. And, you know, that situation is just is bothersome because, you know, we think that, you know, it's, it's white men that's powerful in this country. We think that it's white men that, you know, um, keeps the bigotry and the hatred and the, the, the biasness up, but it's the white women in this country that, and it, you know, because women are moving and shaping this country in a great way right now, um, there is still, in my opinion, is still the white claws that is striking back. Right. We think about what's happened in Hollywood this past year with the famous directors um, and the famous people getting uh, accused of, you know, the Me Too movement and the sexual assault and different things like that. And so, you know, but though it, it was it took white women to raise that up in order for that to be an issue. Because if it was a black woman or an Asian woman or a Latino woman, they would have brushed it off. And they would have said, huh, you know, just another black woman complaining about, you know, not getting work or, you know, not being paid as equally as other other white or other women. But no, because those white women spoke up, things were done, actions were taken. When people fail to realize who's at the root of things, You'll never get an answer. You'll never get a cause. I don't, I don't, I look at that situation where that lady spoke about 
the young man that's playing football. And I'm like, wow, this is the reason why, you know, um, justice will never be served correctly in America. And I'm not trying to hang it on all white women, but all white women and a majority of white women voted for President Trump. A majority voted for a bigot and a hatred system that's that's being formed with ICE, that's being formed you know, um, across this country, in the South, even in, you know, the Midwest. You know, we're not, just because we're not in the South, don't don't think that hatred hasn't reared its ugly head in the Midwest or even in the North, East Coast or the West Coast. It's all over. And so, you know, I, I, I'm, I can't help but to think that, like, damn, you know, if if these women would step up you know, because, and I'm not saying all women. Let me take that back, because I don't, I'm, I don't want, I want, I don't want to sound sexist or anything like that. But I think if people would speak up, and people would use their voice to say what's right and what's wrong, because I always feel like there's an undertone, right? There's an underlining to certain things. Oh, I'm not gonna speak up because of my status. I have too much money. I don't want to. I don't want to lose that job. I don't want to lose that 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 script. You know, everybody got a family to feed for sure. Nobody wants to lose their job because, you know, um, sometimes it means you have to start over. You know, but to speak up about the truth, I would die speaking up for the truth. I would die speaking up for the people who can't speak. I don't want to die, but. I feel like my sacrifice and what I believe in um, deserves to be heard. I'm not perfect. I'm I'm not perfect in any way. Um, I will never believe I'm perfect. I will never believe that I live a perfect life, no matter if I have a trillion dollars or you know I have a dollar in my pocket. I'm grateful. I live a grateful and humble life because I know that it's people out here who can't speak that's being abused. It's people out here who don't have a platform, don't have a social media account, don't have um, a voice, you know, where people can be heard, people can hear them. And so I'm humbled and I'm, and I'm privileged to, to, to be able to use this platform anchor to speak about um, what I feel. And one thing that I heard that was very, you know, it was, it was, it was something. So this is Zach talk radio. And I always call it, you know, I always promote Zach talk because you know, as I said, my name is Zach, and I like to talk. <laughs> I'm very loquacious. Um, but, you know, Zach Talk is something that I'll, from the first episode I want to share with just the people, you know, just the generations to come. If they can hear this online memoir and be able to draw something from that, you know, I've done my job. And, you know, in no comparison... I was watching the Sandra Bland um, documentary 
and she had a platform that she used. Um, she had a video log, and it was called Sandy Speaks. And, you know, it was something that was just eye-opening that, you know, she thought to record herself through all her tests and trials and and tribulations, she thought to record herself and began to speak into the camera through all the imperfections of, you know, what she was saying or how she may have looked that day. She kept speaking and she kept giving them, giving those jewels, that knowledge to the generations, not knowing that she was going to be killed, not knowing that she was going to leave this earth years later. But she used that platform, and I and I looked at that, and I thought about just, wow, you know, how God moves, just wow. Like, man, it's crazy, because if she hadn't done that, we wouldn't have known her personality. We wouldn't have known who she was and what she stood for. And that's why Zach Talk is so important to me. Because, uh, as I said before, I'm not a writer. I don't write journals. I don't, you know, I don't do those type of things. And, you know, I ain't the prettiest person, so I'm not going to get in front of all the cameras. (laughs) But I think that my voice being, you know, what God has given me, um, I don't want to be afraid to speak. I don't want to be afraid to give my opinion right or wrong I don't want to be afraid to give that opinion you know yes I'm an introvert yes I you know I'm a cancer Um, I was born on the 26th of June and my life has been a, a very good one you know filled with negative and positive trials Um, But the energy that I feel right now is on another level. And every day that God gives me to live and to receive the knowledge and information that I receive, I got to give it back. I got to give it back. Sandy Speaks is something that, you know, is, is something that you can't make up. You know, you can't just get a bunch of pictures and a bunch of quotes and and put together. That was something that she made. That's something that was powerful. And a lot of people don't leave this earth with um, information and and with um, self-made wheels, you know, so to speak, like. You know, that's something that you could you could tell a lot about a person by the way that they speak and the information that comes out of their mouth. And what I got from that documentary was was, of course, you could see the education, you know, and the what she spoke and, you know, you learn about it, how she went to college and graduated, you know, and everything. But it was the passion. She was a passionate person. She was a person who wanted to see 
the black people and the black race do better. The people in Chicago, the people where where she grew up around, you know, the people in Texas, the people across the country. She wanted to see us stop being niggas. She wanted to see us be more educated for our people. She wanted us to be more educated for times like that when you are pulled over. Knowing your rights, knowing what to say, what not to say, how to act. To see that passion being displayed, the only way they can silence a passionate person is to kill them. The only way they could stop a bull from seeing red is to kill him. There's no way in this world that you can silence a Tupac. That you could silence a Malcolm X, a Martin Luther King, a Sandra Bland. Unless you kill them. Because you can't tape their mouth shut. You can't seal their mouth shut. In this country, you have a right to speak. You have a right to speak. You have um, what they call a freedom of speech. (laughs) But everybody know that black people and minorities was not included in the Constitution. They did not make the Constitution with the thought of black people being able to use those laws. So where as they they see fit to change them or edit them, they will. Freedom of speech only goes so far. And if you don't have the, the, the maximum protection or you don't play the game, quote unquote. You know, then what? You know, some people are afraid to speak and afraid to protest because, oh, I got I got a family. I got kids. I want my kids to to live. I want to see my kids live. And that's a scary thing that we can't we feel like we can't protest. We feel like we can't speak up to injustice because we got a family at home that care about us and we want to see them grow. and We want to see them flourish in life. But despite that, I'd rather my daughter and my future child know that my dad died died being a passionate man, being a man who stood up for others, being a man who wanted to give knowledge to others despite um, the system failing us. You know, we can't say who we are until we're put in that position. I can't say I'm not a survivalist until I'm dropped in the middle of the, the damn woods and now I have nothing to survive but my my life skills and my hands. So we have to continue to go through this life and be willing to speak out when we see certain things. Because you don't know what's going to make you an activist. We I don't want to wait until another black man or black woman dies to act, to, to be an activist, to use my voice, to use the platform that I have to speak out. I want to speak out because of the people who died before us, the Emmett Tills, 
the Mike Browns, the Tamir Rice, the Sandra Blands, the Malcolm X's, the Rosa Parks, the Muhammad Ali's. Muhammad Ali didn't die. He didn't get killed. But they tried to silence him. They put him in jail. They stripped him of his titles. They wanted to silence him. And only, the only way they could be cool with him, and this is what I heard someone say, is when he, when he, you know, couldn't speak as much. When he wasn't as passionate because of his, his illness. But he still showed that fight. He still showed that passion. He may not could have spoke it, but he still showed it in his eyes, in his hands. And I'm so grateful just to be able to be a witness to these things because, you know, I pray that I be blessed to see my daughter graduate, to see my future child graduate high school and college and all of that stuff. I pray that I can, you know, live to see the day my nieces and nephews grow older and become citizens, responsible citizens in the world, not just the United States. But we have to be the vessels of change. We have to be the vessels of love and life and liberty because paper just don't do it. Ink just don't do it. It takes blood to make the change that the Constitution wanted hundreds of years ago. It takes that. And so on Zach Talk Radio, you know, I'm going I'm to try to, you know, clear it up and, you know, bring more studio quality to it so that you can hear this voice in a clearer and more um, resounding um, impact. All of my words ain't going to come together. You know, I want I wanted to delete this and start all over 20 minutes ago, but I can't because it's got to be raw. It's got to be real and it's got to be, you know, not written down, no bullet points. I'm just speaking to you from the top of the brain from what I remember earlier today and speaking about and seeing and, and experiencing. You know, I love everybody. I love everybody of every culture. I like how we can come together for sporting events and and you know when when situations and tragedy do happen, I see everybody. I don't just see one race. I see everybody coming together, pulling together, you know, um, pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, as former President Barack Obama used to say. <laughs> but we have to do better. And I will continue to promote people using their platform. Use this social media. I mean, people over in other countries use social media just to get out the word that we're suffering, that we're being oppressed, that our country don't let us vote. Our country don't let us show our hair. Our country don't have clean water. Our country don't have um, proper security in place. If they can use their voices, 
in the midst of struggle and tyranny and and you know oppression then we can use our voice for the voiceless we can continually repeat Sandra Bland's name Tamir Rice's name Laquan McDonald's name Mike Brown's name Eric Gardner's name all the guys and, and, and the, the men and women the kids the Trayvon Martins the young man that was locked up in the New York State Prison you know for 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 months and months and I believe it was a year until he committed suicide you know I think his name was Browder until we continue, until these people and families get justice, the right justice, the ultimate justice, not monetarily, they'll give you some money. They print that every day. They'll give you some money to, to, to go away. Give me some money. I'm still coming back. Now you just added money to my war chest to build up an even greater fight. We can't be happy with just money. Because money is the meter, is the gauge for whether we're happy or not. And it shouldn't be. People are out right now working, hustling overnight, doing Lyft, doing Uber, taking second and third jobs for Christmas. For what? Because your, your, your family got to have a gift? No. Why do we go so hard for Christmas? Why do we go so hard for a holiday season? Why do we have to wrap gifts when the kids going to unwrap them? And then now you got all this big mess to throw away and, you know, garbage man come and pick the shit up. Now, I agree that food, you know, when you come together and you have food, Food is a, a peaceful thing. It's, it's, it's deeper than just um, uh, filling us up. It's a moment. It's a respect. It's, a, it's a, a, a tool that brings people together that can end war, that can insert peace when you break bread with your brothers and sisters. But it's... It, it, it's the gift thing that, that gets me. You know, I, I was speaking to some somebody and there was they was going around they was telling about how many, you know, they got Christmas gifts and Christmas lists, I'm sorry, Christmas lists that they gotta get gifts for and you know, it's just it's just something that, you know, why? Cause what if you don't get every gift that that person wanted on that list? It's going to be some resentment. There's going to be some, oh, I ain't get them Jordans. I ain't get that Xbox. Damn, do dad really love me? Do mom really love me? I didn't get those earrings. I didn't get those Migos tickets. Or I didn't get those Drake tickets. You know, I see people, you know, you know, do the most for, for just that moment. But would they stand up for the right cause? Would they put that money for the right cause? We'll, we're quick to buy Jordans and, 
and Xbox Live games and Xbox games and PlayStation games and bikes and scooters and you know y'all know how I feel about the Louis belt, Louis belts and all that stuff. But we quick to buy our kids this shit, but won't buy them a book. We quick to buy them these things, but won't invest in their talents. You know your kids can play fucking instruments. Put them in a put them in a a, a class. Hone their skills. We can't continue to perpetuate what society knows we like. Why? Why why do we do that? I seen people busting down the fucking doors for some Concords. For some Jordans. Now look, don't get me wrong, I'm a I'm the hugest, I'm one of the hugest Michael Jordan fans. In terms of huge, I mean like I ain't going out and buying all his shoes, but I like him because of who he stood, what he stood for on the on the on the basketball court. He was passionate, he was professional, but he would eat you alive on the court. He would he would just make you believe that he, you know, he was gonna take you down. And I was very happy as a Chicagoan and as a Bulls fan to know that. That we have not one of the greatest players in the in the game, but the greatest player. And that's debatable because, you know, depending on what era you grew up in, what era you grew up in, but to me, he's the greatest. You know, but his person, as a person, people have their opinions about him. I think he's a good person. I don't know what he invests in. I don't know what he what he does, you know, beyond, you know, the information that you get on on the public public sites. But but my 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 larger point is that you know, we have to use those platforms to speak about positiveness. You know, people getting killed for those Jordans. You know, people getting, you know, you know, this is the holiday season. People will rob you for some shoes. People will rob you for a watch or a coat. You know what I mean? I remember I remember when I was younger, I had a brother. Well, I have a brother. I have four of them right now. <laughs> and they're all alive and healthy, which I, I'm very thankful for. Um, by the way, I'm the youngest of six. Okay. Um, I have three brothers. And two sisters. Um, really, I'm the youngest of seven, um, but I have some personal issues with the seventh one that um, I'll disclose later in life. One here on Zach Talk um, that will probably help me to kind of move forward in my life and do things a little bit better. But, um, however, being the youngest, I I got to look at a lot of things in life um, from that perspective. I watch people make their mistakes. You know, and I kind of learned from them, you know, and then I had, you know, brothers and sisters to guide me along the way to keep me from making those same mistakes. Um, But my oldest brother, you know, um, he was once robbed for a hat. And in Chicago, I don't know in other cities if they have the same situation, but they have these leather hats 
with watches or, or, or a face of a watch built on, on the, the, the face of the watch or the lid of the watch or whatever. And so these are, I don't know what these hats are called, but he had one and he went to a school that was very, very popular in Chicago on the west side of Chicago called uh, Westinghouse Academy. And, you know, he was, you know, he wasn't a gangster or nothing like that. Um, but he wore stuff that, you know, probably, you know, gangsters like. And I remember one of my brothers telling me because they were in a game that they had to go retrieve this said hat. Um, my grandmother was not happy with, you know, the situation. And so they went and got his hat back for him. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things that if he didn't have family that knew those people to get his stuff back, how would he get it? You know, would would he... God forbid, would he have been the one to fight back and, and die for a hat? You know, and so we have to think, you know, long term about, you know, yeah, you want to buy your kid these nice shoes because, you know, as a grown, as a little kid, you probably wanted them. You know, I couldn't think, can't think of many people that didn't want to pair J's, you know, whatever colors they may have liked. Um, but we have to do better. We have to start, we have to audit our value system and understand what we as a people value and what we as a culture value. And where does that value line up with you morally? Are you going to pay your rent or are you going to spend it at the strip club? You know, are you going to pay off those credit cards and build uh, financial security for yourself, self and financial stability for yourself? Are you, are you going to go buy those J's? Are you going to go rent that car for the weekend but don't have a car to go throughout the week? You know, it's so much that we, that we can put on ourselves, and I'm not just speaking as black people. I'm just just people in general. We have to be stronger than what we've been. We have to be mentally stronger because the fight is mental. It's not physical. The fight is mental. And if they got your mental, they have you. We have to stay strong out here. Stay black. Stay proud. If you're white, stay white. Stay proud of being white. If you're Mexican, if you're Puerto Rican, stay proud of that. Live that culture. Live that life. Keep that culture. But let's end the racism. Let's end the bigotry. We're no no better than the next person. If you had a million dollars or a billion dollars and you was healthy, then you're good. But if you're unhealthy, it don't matter how much money you have. If you're unhealthy in your mind, if you're unhealthy in your heart, you won't be here for long. But if you're passionate and you live with a purpose, you may not be here for long either, <laughs> but you're here and you'll live longer if you're passionate and you're enthusiastic about life. Your voice and your name will live longer 
because you stood for something. You died for something. You fought for something. Don't let your passion be wasted. Don't let who you are be wasted. I love y'all. Zach Talk Radio. This has been a hell of an episode. I appreciate everybody listening. Go out and share it on anchor.fm. Share it on Spotify. Share it on Google. Share it on Apple Music. We're all over. We're going to have future guests coming. It's going to be a, a, a great episode. The next time you hear this voice, it's going to be more content that's going to drive you and hopefully it's going to make you laugh. It's going to make you feel good um, when you walk to work or, or drive to work or catch the train and you hear this. I just want you to know that I love you. God loves you. Um, I'm not speaking for God, but since I'm a child of God, I could send that message. <laughs> we could send that message to each other. All right. Zach Talk Radio. Uh-huh.